in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. It's now time for another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. Peter, I hope you're doing well today. I am, and you, sir. I am doing very well as well. Good. Good to hear. (laughs) Well, you're looking well and fit. Fit. Oh, um, all of those things except fit. Really? (laughs) I could get more fit. Okay. And, and that could be a New Year's resolution for me. Well, we're well into the New Year. We are, so, uh, yeah. And you know, normally those New Year resolutions are done by yeah, week two. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but there's always March. There's always March. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be shooting for that. We're going to get right. fit in March. So be listening for updates on how that goes. <laughs> All right, we are continuing our Mount Rushmore series, which is the most popular series of this podcast. It has been fantastic. I mean, you know, the calls and the letters is just just unbelievable. Pouring in from all over the country. Yeah. Well, keep those cards and letters coming in, folks. (laughs) All right. Well, we've got one from uh, David. We started uh, David's, I think, last podcast. We did. Or two podcasts ago, maybe. And here's another one of David's. Uh, David is a member here at New Song uh, Church, and we're so glad of that. And he gave us the verses of Ephesians chapter 5. Now, he, four, Ephesians 4. Right. And he gave us uh, verses 5 and 6, but we're going to start in 3. Yeah. Well, first tell us you know, why, why David felt this was a Mount Rushmore verse. He said that the children uh, at the church are learning these verses okay. right now. They're uh-huh. learning these, and it emphasizes the unity of our beliefs mm-hmm. about God. Yeah. And so that was the reason that he chose this as his one of his Mount Rushmores. Yeah, and I, I think those are good verses for children to learn. In fact, you know, we can learn verses easier as a child than we can as an adult. That's so. true. We really need to encourage that in children. Mm-hmm. But I would agree that this is a foundational thing. You know, as we meet people that, that have different beliefs, mm-hmm. sometimes we really focus on those differences. And, and we can build mountains out of molehills. Right. Now, there's some places where we need to say I, that, that's a non-negotiable. Sure. And I think that's what Paul is setting up here in Ephesians chapter 4 is these are the non-negotiables. These are the foundational pieces of of your church building life. That's so to correct. Speak. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you uh, read that for us? Uh, the starting there well, in Ephesians four. I've, I've got uh, I've got five and six here. I need to find. Oh, okay. Three. Well, while you find three, okay, um, we'll talk about this a little bit further. It's it's some of the uh, identifying characteristics of a church is what I found uh, these verses to be. Uh, so it's just important that uh, that we understand that that's what these are. These are actually characteristics of of a church. No, well, not just of a church, but also for for what we believe in. Oh, that's true. I mean these these are, you know, I think these are just core values. I there would you go. say. I would of, say that. Of what would, we believe. So I would say that for sure. I have I have made my way there. So starting in verse three of chapter four. In the letter to the Ephesian church, it starts this way. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body 
and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and the Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Okay. And that is the word of the Lord. So there's a lot of alls in there. <laughs> there is. There's a lot of ones. <laughs> there's too. a lot of ones. Yeah, it really is. So yeah. what did, what jumped out of you? Uh, what jumped out at you in verse uh, three there? Well, the reason I think we start at verse three because it explains what Paul is setting up. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you know, what in order for us to have unity uh, in spirit and and this bond together, right. that these things are important. You know, and I would say. Uh, if if a couple comes to me for premarital counseling or, or marital counseling, I would say the most important thing in a marriage is trust. Mm-hmm. When trust is broken, uh, it is really hard to repair that. Absolutely. Uh, I have seen couples that have moved forward mm-hmm. when there's been a, a lack of trust, uh, but it is a difficult and a very long path Oh yeah, back to that trust. Once it's broken, it is just very, very difficult right. to put that back together. Yeah. So I would say the same is true for a church, but instead of it being trust, it's unity. Okay. And so we have all heard of or been a part of church life where there is disunity. Yeah. Uh, where there's a sense of brokenness, there's people are are divided. There's there's factions and frictions, and there's. Mm-hmm. There's different groups, and this group doesn't get along with that group. And, you know, and most of the time, the divisions in church are, are not these huge doctrinal things. Oh, no. It's, uh, well, they picked red carpet, and I thought blue was a better color. Right. You know, and, and it's these little things. It's the but, little stuff. But it creeps into church life. And so for the guest coming to church, it's like, well, that was awkward. Right. And I don't want to be a part of that. No, it's like going to someone's home and they're in the midst of, of chaos and it's, mm-hmm. you can feel that tension. Sure. And so Paul says, if if we want to maintain unity in church life, if we want to have that bond of peace, which mm-hmm. is what he's talking about in verse 3, then these ones are important. Right. And so, you know, we look at these ones, he says that, you know, we need to have uh, one body. Uh, and so that's talking about you know, the, the church. Right. And, and therefore the head of the church is, is Jesus and one spirit, one hope. Uh, and then he goes on to say one Lord, uh, one faith, one baptism, one God, one father. Right. And, uh, isn't it interesting in verse three that, that it starts off, make every effort yeah. to keep the unity. Yeah. We don't do that. No, oftentimes. we don't. times. No, we don't make every effort. We just make a, uh, a half-hearted effort. Sure, and, yeah. And if if we feel that there's something that we just don't like, well, we'll just go find someplace else to go, well, or it, it is, yeah, or, or or leave in a huff, or yeah. or whatever. And and that's that's happened. You know, that happens all the time. It it really does. I guess that's the path of least resistance. You know, no one likes confrontation. But I think when he's talking about make every effort, he's talking about the importance of this. Right. This is really important. This is good and, stuff. And I would say, you know, if if you can't make that effort, mm-hmm. then going somewhere else may be the best choice. Right. Uh, for the sake of the unity of that church, if you just can't get past it, right, then then maybe that is the right choice. Absolutely. And so he go, goes into the next verse. Uh, there is one body and one spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that one body for that's the the church as you as you mentioned. Well, I looked it up, Robert, and uh, it, it is actually it, it's a place in Texas. 
Uh, it's Corpus Christi. <laughs> it's Corpus Christi. <laughs> it is. It's Corpus Christi. And so he literally, Paul is saying it's the body of Christ. Okay. And, and so we would know that, that it's, you know, you could look at it as, you know, that physical body of Christ, which is an important point. We've talked about that before, mm-hmm. about how Jesus was physically uh, as much of a man as he was as much spiritually as God. Right. And so he is making a point about the body of Jesus, the physical body of Jesus. But we also refer to that as, as you know, there's there's one body, the, the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's excellent. Uh, there's one body. There is... Um there's one spirit, mm-hmm. uh, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. I thought that was a fascinating verse, uh, when you were called to one hope. Yeah. Because we, we do all, I think we can all agree that there's one spirit. Yep. Uh, so there's not any, I don't know of any controversial or anything that, to discuss about the one spirit, other because there's only one. There is only one. I guess you would, the, the controversy could be, you know, how is that? spirit reflected in church life or okay. in a person's life. Oh, sure. You know, and so that that could be an issue. But we would hopefully all acknowledge it is mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, you know, this is that's one of the things that I, I've talked about a lot on this podcast, but that is one of the joys of being a Christian. Absolutely. Having the Holy Spirit living inside of me mm-hmm. um, and, and directing my past and correcting me when I'm wrong, yeah, uh, it, it to me it's just one of the greatest blessings that Jesus and, and God the Father could give us. Absolutely. So yeah. lo- love the uh, the one Spirit, and just because you were called to one hope, uh, mm-hmm. and we've talked about hope before. We talked about it during Advent. We yeah. talked about hope. We did, and uh, it's not the kind of hope that we mentioned back then. That I hope the car starts. No, nope. I mean it's an, it's evidence, it's confidence of what we can expect. Exactly, and it's not hope in our our works. It's not hope in you know, our salvation, it's its hope in what Jesus has already done for us on the cross. Right, right. You know, these. Are, I read a, a neat story, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to back up just a little. Okay. Uh, these are, you know, the identifying, these are the things that identify us as Christians. Right. These are the non-negotiables. Right. And uh, so I read a story back uh, in 1909. The first Model T okay. came out. And it rolled off the assembly lines. And by 1913, they started complaining to Henry Ford Mm. about the car's color. Sure. They were all black. Right. And Henry Ford made the following statement. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am. The customer can have any color he wants so long as it's black. There you go. So <laughs> and now we have we have cars of all kinds of colors, we have cars of different sizes, different yeah. makes. Yeah. But you know the thing that every car has? It has four tires. Sure. It has a motor. Mm-hmm. Right now they have a driver that's coming to Well, who knows? Who knows what's going to the future is yeah. going to be there. So the same thing with these characteristics mm-hmm. in the church. These are the, the foundational things. Yeah. And, and we can't get past, just like we can't get past a car not having an engine. Right. And for Henry Ford, a non-negotiable was the color. <laughs> the color. He thought every car ought to be black. <laughs> and, but that's true for us. There's just some, he's been some places where we say, you know, I, I'm not going stray on that. That's that's a firm, fixed point. Right. Right, and so you know we've looked at the the body, we've looked at the spirit, we looked at the hope, and then he goes into one Lord, and that's our Lord, that's our Savior, mm-hmm. and and we know that's Jesus, right? And our one faith is in Jesus, 
and then one baptism. Now, there's there's different opinion about. I was going to ask you that because I've seen two different commentaries say two opposite things. Okay, what did they say? They said the first, one commentary said that this was one baptism was of the spirit, mm. and the other one was the physical baptism that you and I do right uh, when we when we obey the gospel. Right. So I don't know which one he's talking about here. You know, I don't I don't think there's a separate baptism of the spirit. Okay. I think when we are baptized mm-hmm. uh, or actually at salvation, I think we receive the Holy Spirit. Right. There's not a second baptism. There's, right. There's and so I think the, the the discussion or the the options in my mind are some have different methods of baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, some believe in infant baptism, some believe in sprinkling, some believe in, in immersion. And and I would have to go with what the Greek says here, and it's the word baptizo, and it is about being immersed. Uh, that Greek word is used in other Greek writings, non-biblical sources, mm-hmm. and it talks about a, a dog being dipped in a in a tank for fleas. Okay, talks about a a, a ship being baptizoed; it sinks to the bottom. Okay, <laughs> and so if you look at the history of baptism, um. There were some places where water was scarce, and mm-hmm. so instead of having enough water to baptize someone in, they, they went to sprinkling. Right. It was a means of convenience. Infant baptism came in because there were some questions about when is a person going to be accountable for uh, their sins. Okay. And so it was felt by some that, you know, if, if a baby dies before certain age— mm-hmm. They didn't want them to go to hell, so they baptized the babies oh, okay. as soon as possible. Uh, as Baptists, we believe in an age of accountability, mm-hmm. that when you become aware of sin, and you, you can tell, you know, it, it's it's the, the kid with the chocolate around their mouth and saying, did you just eat a cookie? And No. No, I didn't eat a cookie. <laughs> you know, that's when it's like, you know, we need to talk about, you know, this disobedience. Right. And, uh, and so that we believe... That it's a a decision of knowing I'm a sinner, I need to be saved, and then I am baptized. Okay, so that 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 sort of clears up the because uh, it was two separate commentaries, yeah, and two schools of thought on that. There's there's always a different school. there's always a different school of thought, and the next part talks about one God and Father of all. Yeah, you know, let me let me stop on that one God because that's we really we want to get along with everybody in the sandbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and so we we push this universalism, and sometimes we we ought not push that universalism because right. what I'm getting at is when we see one God, there are those within the confines of the church that say, "Well, God goes by many names. You mm-hmm. can call him Buddha. You can call him Allah. You can call him this or that." And, and no, right? Because if if I'm calling him. God, uh, Jehovah, Yahweh, mm-hmm. um, then that's descriptive. Right. And if I'm calling him Buddha, it, it changes the description. Oh, yeah. If I call him Allah, it's a different description. So you can't, Allah is not the father of the son Jesus. Okay. So you, you can't say these words are interchangeable. So when Paul is saying there's one God, he means there's one God. Okay. And so that that that's another one of those non-negotiable things. Absolutely, there's one God and there's one Father of all. Right. And he he mentions that 
all through the, uh, the this whole scripture. Would you look at the time? I, I just did. <laughs> Are we, we have more to explore in this? Well, uh, I don't know about a full 15 minutes, but uh, we can give it a shot. Okay. All right. Well, why don't we do that? Why don't we end this one here and go into some bonus coverage? Oh, man. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Bonus coverage, ladies and gentlemen, of Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in our next podcast. It may not be 15 minutes, but it could be 18 minutes. Who knew? Who knew we were going to spend this much time there on it? There you go. There you go. That's, there you have it. Well, thanks so much for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. Appreciate you listening, and please stay tuned for bonus coverage yeah. of Ephesians chapter 4. All right. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.